We got a fast break, line up this bound to shake your spines up. Reflect the light on the latest in sports, keep your blinds up. Hilarious swag is what you get in transition, like the truth when your man spitting. Man, listen, feels your man on the wing, mostly known for shots fired. On the other end, he'll lock you down like you got priors. PMO be the one setting the pitch, back you down with the bigger picture. Words in the Holy Scripture, need a fifth to stir the pot and add to the mixture. It's franchise, baby, pick it up. Yo, we need a fifth. We can get this mother loving show. Welcome, world. This is We Need a Fifth. This is your man, Mo. Got my man Hill at the table. Finally, close second. <laughs> you hear that beat? A little, little numeric bias. Now take it, though. What's up there, guys? Happy birthday, too. Related. Thank you, thank you. P is away from the office right now. <laughs> yes, and, not, and, and not enjoying is, much enjoy- better weather than we are here in the, in the yeah. Northeast. So we run in the two-man game, pick and roll today. First up, you know I had to bring it up first to kind of edumacate you guys and, and get my fifths all on board. WNBA news. New York Liberty got fined, I think a week ago, about half a million dollars for violating their CPA mm-hmm. and flying their players on chartered flights. Mm-hmm. I have so many issues with this that I, I, I almost don't know where to start. Is it the money thing or the seem like league sanctioned secondhand citizen thing that they have for for females? Like yeah. it sends such horrible messages. Yeah, and, and, and that's my thing. And 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 know what the sad thing is, even with that messaging, like you're passing on opportunities mm-hmm. so that this doesn't become a story. Like they had an opportunity to secure three years worth of chartered flights for the entire WNBA, but they passed on it because they wanted to know what would happen in year four. That's not a successful business. That's not how you run a successful business. You don't plan for failure. Mm-mm. You don't plan for stagnation. Mm-mm. And I think that's what I'm seeing from the WNBA. NBA. They're planning for failure. Mm-hmm. They're planning to be stagnant. They're assuming that they're going to be stagnant in four to five years. And that's really disappointing. That's really disappointing, especially with the level of talent that they have in the NBA. Some of the parity we've been able to see, mm-hmm. some of the great basketball mm-hmm. we've been able to see over the last one or two years. Wow, this this is another blow for WNBA fans, especially the fanatics about the WNBA that want to see the WNBA thrive and succeed. This is this is a, a gut punch. I mean, we spoke about this off the air. I mean, how many ways can you get this wrong? I mean, one, either you're not vetting your potential owners, so they're not, I mean, fiduciary solvent. To get a charter plane, you have NBA players have their own charter plane. You have rappers who might not or should not probably have them. Mm-hmm. They have their own charted jets. What message are we sending? I mean, literally, you're, you're, you're telling, I mean, as a father of three girls, pretty much saying that optically, the commercials, oh, yeah, the, the empowerment, the WNBA, it, 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 it looks so well mm-hmm. and it makes you happy. But in actuality, when you get to the teeth of things, you're going to be a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it really sucks. Yeah. 
And I'm always of the thought that you bring your audience to where you're at. You mm-hmm. never dumb it down for your audience. Absolutely. And I think that the WNBA so many times have been caught in in the mode of trying to dumb it down for mm-hmm. the audience or try to come down to, instead of requiring excellence, mm-hmm. instead of requiring a certain standard and saying, hey, this is a standard and we're going to build from this standard mm-hmm. and build bi- bigger and better. Um, like I said, this is really disappointing development with the WNBA. I'm hoping that they get better. There was a lot of player movement over the last offseason. I'm expecting this upcoming season to be fire. I'm expecting a lot of parity, a lot of great competition. Mm-hmm. And for something like this to be a, a I don't want to say it's a black cloud, but it's a mark. It's a black mark. It's a stain. Another added mark. I mean, you had a playoff game last year. What's in it? Texas or Arizona or New Mexico? I'm not sure what was in it. Southwest, mm-hmm. in which they had 16,000 fans and they didn't change the logo. Yeah, at Phoenix. It was yeah. in Phoenix, right? Yeah. And they didn't yeah. change the logo on the uh, collegiate floor for the WNBA. You have to take a stand somewhere or you get walked over. Yeah. You shouldn't have played the game. I said, no, we're not going to play. Yeah. And, and, and it becomes... And my thing is WNBA. I am I, I, I'm a fan, mm-hmm. you know, and I watch it and uh, enjoy several of the players that um, follow them. But you can't come out here and preach that hey, this is a first class organization, first class sporting mm-hmm. event, or first class sporting organization. But you're forcing all your vendors to give me second class prices, right? And it's just like, if it's a standard and there's a certain quality to your product, mm-hmm. that's, you hold that standard. And it's just like, so many times I've seen the WNBA waffle on their standards mm-hmm. and what the ceiling is going to be or what the floor is going to be of their standards. Like I said, I, I as a fan, I'm hoping that they'll do better. It still has that experiment feel. Yeah, it, it, it still has that, and it's twenty years later. Right, whatever you give me, I think I'm good. Like these endorsements are coming in, we didn't have this before, so the finances that we're giving you guys as players is stepped up a little bit, but it's substantial in the numbers we were getting. That's not enough. I mean, I think they should take a gamble, even if they need some help from their brethren in the NBA to say, "Hey, we need a little bit of a little bit of help." To mm-hmm. build this up to, not to you guys, it, I don't think it will be. It, it's sad because sports mirrors society. Mm. And that, I mean, I hate to say it is what it is, but women have played that secondary role. You know, and been happy to do so. Some haven't, I get it. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's. It's just unfortunate to just see it play out in sports. Yeah. And you play out in politics. Even to those who have excelled, you still have those issues. To put a you know a better word of saying, that's where, you know, it just seems like females are getting the second end of the spectrum. And I know this is totally off topic or it's in the same vein, but in the more in a, a form of current events, just as a FYI. WNBA All-Star 
and champion, former champion, Brittany Griner, mm-hmm. was arrested and is in custody in Russia. She tried to leave, I believe. She was at, at the airport, and I believe they found some contraband. Hash oil? Yeah, in her um, luggage. So I don't know what her situation is at this moment. Mm-hmm. I know she's still in custody. Don't know if she's going to be tried or mm-hmm. or convicted, especially considering what Russia's going through with the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she was trying to get out of Russia before that really kicked off. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy now, especially with Russia and Ukraine at war, and don't know how mobile United States citizens in Russia or Ukraine can. She's been there for like three weeks. Here's my thing. Barring any mind-blowing Russian hash oil that I need to know of, Mm. if this is Singapore, there, there are places, Dubai. Oh, she's dead. Correct. Yeah, you have to know these laws, like you know what I'm saying. So, wherever you're flying to, trust me, you can get it. I don't care where you are in the world, you can get it. Yeah, and in some of these countries, if you have it in your possession, it's it's you're trying to fly with it. Uh, You got to learn how to read the room, right? They would say, like, "Hey, you're American. You're close to seven foot tall, Mm -hmm. female, African American." In Russia, at the same time that United States have levied some of the hardest sanctions on Russian financial institution and political institutions, mm-hmm. and they're in the middle of a war with Ukraine, mm-hmm. hmm, might not want to do anything. I wouldn't want to carry vodka no. in my bag. I wouldn't have. A, I wouldn't have a carrier. I wouldn't have a carrier. I, How about that? I'm not the richest of the richest, but I have enough to. Fly in and out. I mean, she plays for a Russian team in the yeah. offseason, which is yeah. totally understandable. Makes good bank. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm flying over. Again, like you said, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, hey, out of everybody in that airport, if I'm customs, I got to check you. <laughs> Just because you're a 6'8", African-American female in Russia. If no, for no other reasons, I got to check you because of that. And it's like, um, nah, like I said, I wouldn't carry a vodka bottle, my carry on. Passport, I might have shorts and a t-shirt. I don't care if it's below 20 out there. (laughs) I need to get out of here. I made my bank. Probably be frozen. If you pay me in cash, it would be nice. I'll get it later. I don't know. I had to get out of there. In college basketball, she's back. Paige Buckets. Yeah, man. <laughs> she came back. You call it a, a nice early victory. Almost had the triple-double. It was eight points, I think. Eight, eight assists, nine rebounds, something like that. Something funky like that. But even with her t- returning back, UConn is not my favorite. Right now, I think I got South Carolina. Oh, the Gamecocks, huh? Yeah. I, Dawn Steele, yeah. 
she's doing some things down there. So Virginia's she, gonna forever regret that. And, and and she got some girl. Excuse me, some grown ass women who are working down there. Mm-hmm. Extremely talented. I forgot their center's name, but she's a problem. And oh my goodness, their team looks dangerous. Looks really dangerous. Talent, defensive schemes, and then you got a hell of a coach. Yeah, yeah. And um, I like Iowa State. That young woman oh, playing yeah. out at Iowa, she's a problem. Terry Range. It's not a Chuck either. It's a shot. No, she. Whenever she steps in the building, she's a range. It's a, a natural form shot. Her shot is is pure. Tell you, Hill. Some good basketball being played with women. Right, listen, I get the feel of reading the room. This is this is an estrogen charged show right here. <laughs> oh man, are you, are you no, so... but in a good way. In a good way. I, listen, I <laughs> I brought her up. I said it. I said, "Well, I was watching." I said, "Wait a minute." She has some serious range and and, and star potential. So I'll be watching. I'll, I'll be on both tournament tournament time is my time anyway. Yeah, and the women's. I think they've changed up the format. They've increased the field from 64 to 68, okay. uh, I think, at this point. So it, it's going to be interesting to see this year. And all the college lose, college football. And this is a tough story for me, man. Because <laughs> I'm so disappointed with so many different people. Grambling State. <laughs> Coach Hugh Jackson. HBCU? HBCU, Grambling State. Down on the table. Former home of Eddie Robinson. Mm-hmm, absolutely. The um, all-time winners coach at one point. Is he still is? I believe he is. Okay. And late great Eddie Robinson. Right. Hugh Jackson decides to uh, hire Art Brawls. In three minutes tarred the reputation of Grambling State. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Decided to hire Art Brawls after... I think seven years away from Baylor at this point. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners who don't remember, Art Browse was the head coach of Baylor football program, a Baylor football program that has at least two players convicted of rape, mm-hmm. sexual assault, mm-hmm. and several other sexual assault allegations and issues that weren't followed up properly. But like I said, he has at least two players that were convicted sexual assault of rape on his watch. And you're the head coach. You're in charge of everything. I don't want to hear this. Oh, he, he, he didn't know. He wasn't aware. <laughs> it's your job to be aware. That's why we pay you a couple of million, not a million, not a half a million, but a couple of million dollars a year. To ensure that you are aware of everything that's happening around your football program. This is a man that you, Jackson, decided would be a good fit at an HBCU leading and teaching young black men. Of course, that didn't go over well, and Art Browse was forced to resign. I'm so disappointed in. You Jackson right now, it is. I just can't. He's still, he has credibility issues. Just the minimum, he has has credibility issues. And and that's the sad thing, Hill, because you Jackson is a good guy. Like he has a foundation for human trafficking Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like, 
the same guy that has a foundation fighting against human trafficking and you hire this man. And I'm like everybody else. I believe that, hey, people deserve second chances. But I feel that there are certain crimes or certain. Yeah, certain crimes, certain issues where you don't deserve the same same chance in the same situation. Like and in part, and I know Art Browse did not do this, but if I have someone that was molesting children and they went to jail and did their time, okay. I'm not asking them to be a janitor at the high school. Okay. I'm not going to ask them to, to work in the elementary school. I'm not going to ask them to work in the middle school. Their check, second chance would be, hey, I'll give you a job at McDonald's. I'll give you a job at Pet Boys, uh, Roto-Rooter or something like that. But you don't deserve the second chance in the same circumstances. And I say that to say, hey, Art Browse, hey, maybe he can be a coach on the professional level. I don't know. I don't know if he deserves to be a coach anymore. Does the world owe him that chance? Well, I think Gremlin State thought, or maybe thinks, which now thought, that they might have had their coach for the next maybe five to ten years. Mm. With the hire of Art Bryles, it seems like Hugh Jackson was thinking that Gremlin State might be a Pittsburgh. That's what it's coming off. It's giving me that smell. That's why I say it has credibility issues. It seems like Grambling State was going to be a jump to maybe a better collegiate job mm. and maybe try to get back in with the NFL. I feel he's burned his bridge with the NFL. I mean, not in, 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 in be it good or bad in his stance. And, 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 and that's what makes the hiring so egregious. It's like, Two weeks before you hired this guy, you were on ESPN, NFL Network, talking about the wrongs that were committed against you um, because of your time as a head coach or trying to be a head coach in the NFL. And it's like two weeks after that, and you decide to give Art Browse an opportunity? Yeah, because I think he feels that <laughs> Art Browse is part of a network that can get me back into... And, and, College football, which maybe might be able to get me back to the NFL. And and that's my problem, Hill. Nobody was going to Art Browse. No. Like, like he's part of a network that's disconnected from him. Right. So it's like, what were you even thinking that Art Browse is still cool in that network? If that was your you, you know, your thought process that hey, he's part of the old boys network right. and he's gonna get me in. His own people didn't want to hire him. I understand that, but I brought Art Browse to a historically black, black college, says a lot. And hopefully people will see that, the right people, and say, this might be a job at Colorado. This might be, because Gremlin State is not. It could be if you build it up. Because if you build it, they'll come. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was missing. It's not where you're going. It's where you're at and what you're building. Mm-hmm. So D1, D2, D3s eventually become D1s when you make them that good. Yeah. And I think you see that with what Deion Sanders is Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And, and, and that is my issue with you is not believing in people who actually believed in you when you didn't have a job. Mm. So you turn it into something. You make people see what they lost. Mm. And that's just a lack of. 
and that's something internal. I can't explain with Hugh, but shout out to Gremlin State for hiring a guy. And I thought for him taking the job and turning it into something. Like I said, it feels like it's a pit stop for him, which is a sad thing. Do you think Gremlin State needs to think about firing him? No, I think they should just fire him. No, think about it. Just fire him. And get someone who wants to be there. Yeah. yeah. You're doing a major disservice to the kids who's actually decided to go there. There's talent there. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you. And credibility, <laughs> like I said, great for human trafficking, and I think you should continue to do so. Don't stop, ever. It's a great thing what you're doing. Football just seems you're out of touch. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey guys, let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email us directly at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Um <laughs> and, and this is all you right here. And I was kind of scared to even check the results because I <laughs> I, I, I I wanted one of them when yeah. UFC. Uh, Kobe Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. You, che- I know you checked the fight out. Absolutely. How how Easy was it, break. man? I, I wanted my man Masvidal to stomp Covid as one sided as you can have it. Maka had a great night. A great night. <laughs> Kobe was able to talk. Listen, everyone. I mean, he was booed out the arena. Mm. Booed out the arena because they know his 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 whole deal is shtick. So even the people who actually want to believe him and, and cheer for him, it's that bad to they know that it's it's phony. Mm. So even with that, he's an unlikable character, but Kobe is a heck of a grappler and wrestler. And I knew this would be a blowout. I knew it would be a blowout. And it was so one-sided. Masvidal looked bad. Did, did he threaten him at any yes, point? Yes, he rocked him in the fourth. And then he could have stole the win. And he just put the brakes on. That was his only chance to do it. He rocked him. Run to his knees. And didn't pursue. I think he was just so scared of being taken down mm. that he didn't take advantage of that opportunity, which I thought was maybe his only opportunity. Now, do you see a, a part two to this? Do you see a rematch for no, this? No, no. I mean, they're actually trying to push Kobe to do Usman part two. Why would they do that? Mm-hmm. He lost to him twice. Okay, I close. He lost him twice. Covington should be fighting people down in the ranks and should be a gatekeeper for those coming up. Period. That's what Dana should do. Masvidal should retire. He just signed a new contract. Mm-hmm. Bad deal on UFC. These guys are pretty much dying out. And then the money should be put into the people that's coming up and, and, and to the ones that's really giving you wins. Usman is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Khabib left early. He just got inducted last night, too, as well. Okay. Israel Adesanya, these guys are winners. Stop putting into these guys who just continue to lose and lose and lose. No. He doesn't deserve another title shot. Okay. And and this is just came to me. I know we didn't talk about this. But I know maybe what, like a year or two ago, I started hearing rumors of possibly GSP coming out, coming back out. No. To fight. To be. Yeah. No. They're not going to do that. Okay. Just, yeah. Thought I'd ask. That would be a heck of a money maker, but no. Who, who would you have? I would have Khabib. Okay. I and mean, I love GSP. Okay. 
and a little bit of kind of duh news. Okay. <laughs> Golf awarded Tiger Woods the Player Impact Program Award. It's their inaugural award mm-hmm. where basically they're awarding the 10 most popular golf players. Mm-hmm. And he won their first award. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a duh, duh moment. Layer. Like, Layer. Yeah. Layer. <laughs> like, to anyone who has a problem with it, deal with it. <laughs> Your bank is because of that guy. That's a layup. Layup. The program awards the top 10 most popular golf players. It was Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson came in second. Mm-hmm. Then you had Rory McIlroy. Jordan Spieth. Bryson DeChambeau. Justin Thomas. Dustin Johnson. Brooks Kepka. And John Ram, I want to say. Um. A little controversy with this award because they do not use any type of playing statistics to to determine the winner of this award. This is basically a popularity award. And um, some of the players are saying, hey, why are you rewarding the most popular players when they get all the money anyway? Too bad. (laughs) Elitism at its best. I have no problem with that in coming to golf. I have no problem. That list was perfect, actually. You couldn't get that in the NBA when we talk about having that. That list is perfect. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. NBA news. Mm -hmm. Philly caught their first L last night. No harder. Makes sense. Playing against Miami. No Lowry. Um, And no Jimmy. And no Jimmy. Any reason why um, Harden didn't play last night? Do you? Yeah, I think he's out to the seventh hamstring uh, <sighs> stiffness. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's like clockwork, huh? What, didn't I show mean, it, though, on the side. I think it's just rest. They they, they hate to put down rest. He was jumping up and down last night. can't be a hamstring stick stiffness. Uh, are you it's sure? Like they're just putting it. You can't jump like that with a hamstring stiffness. It is shame hardest. I mean, he, he has miraculous recovery powers for what I've You're seen. Joel, you got to win that game. Uh, I, I, you're not worried at all about Harden. No, no. The, the, what I'm worried about is the Nets. I I, I threw out a, a little um <laughs> a little Instagram post, right. a little YouTube mm-hmm. post about the Brooklyn Nets. They had Kevin Durant come back. I think it was two nights ago. Played against Miami, Miami mm-hmm. with no Jimmy, no Adebayo, no. No Lowry. No Lowry. And no uh, P.J. Tucker. Yeah, and no P.J. Tucker. And they still lost. Absolutely. And the New York COVID-19 vaccine mandates, they've been relaxed, but they don't include Kyrie. Nope. So at this point, I think he has five more games left mm-hmm. in the season before the playoffs start. And right now... They're um, the playing game. They're in knife position, I believe. Mm-hmm. I could just check that real quick. But that's one of the things that talking to the fellas on the block about is like, hey, it's a real possibility that LA and Brooklyn will not make these playoffs. And as and for me at this point, it's more shocking if Brooklyn doesn't make the playoffs considering where they were at just 
what four or five weeks ago um they were at they were number one in the east right and you go from number one to potentially being out of the playoffs that's a big drop man neither one of them have good teams i mean van gunny said it last night he said i mean i was on both with this mark jackson and van gunny van gunny said this is a bad team lakers and i'm looking at the nets the same i've always said that i've been consistent and that team is is bad you know what i mean but that was prior to them you know acquiring curry and correction, they're in the eighth position, so they're not as bad off, but they're not in a good position. Right. And I agreed with you mm-hmm. with the Brooklyn Nets as far as, hey, outside of their big three. Mm-hmm. But I thought I actually thought with the Philadelphia trade that they got a little bit better. They got better around. It's, I'm big on Seth Curry, and I'm big on Andre Drummond, and they needed those bodies. And for what, if Ben Simmons could be who he was last regular season. I believe that he could be beneficial for this team. I think in a perfect world, Ben Simmons becomes their Draymond Green mm-hmm. with a little bit more offensive punch. Maybe. I don't know. I would take Draymond's offense over Ben Simmons. <laughs> and the only reason why I say Ben probably has a little bit more offensive punches I think he can get to the basket a lot easier than Draymond. I don't think Draymond gets to the basket nearly as easy as Ben makes it look. I think, yeah, Draymond's a better shooter than Ben. Of Mm -hmm. course, that goes without saying. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, they're pretty much on an even field to to me. I see, I would think that, and this might be, one of the craziest things I've said mm. on the show. And it's that your MVPs for both teams would probably be Draymond Green and James Harden. And this is why I say that. I agreed with Van Gundy when he said this Laker team has no talent. It's not a good team. Mm. And when LeBron turns him LeBron is running around. He scored 56 yesterday. Outside of Anthony Davis playing at his best, that makes him a contender. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at Golden State, when they were playing the playing game, Steph Curry was having an MVP type year. Mm-hmm. And I said that team was awful. Toscano, mm-hmm. Poole. Look, at, look who they had. I said, oh, they were terrible. Wiseman. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, KD, who does he have? Brown, all, all his players on his team. But yet, they won with him out and Harden running that team. And then when Draymond's on Golden State, mm-hmm. Jordan, I mean, Jordan Poole's going to get a heck of a contract. Toscano's going to get a contract. Gary Payton. It just seems like Curry and Durant are transcending players. Mm-hmm. But they're not the leaders to turn the, that those teams into who they were. Like Golden State with Draymond Green is a better team to me than Phoenix. Without them, they will lose that series maybe in six games, maybe five. And, and I think this kind of speaks into why Draymond's like was in my top 50 and why I always 
harp on you guys about the importance mm-hmm. of Draymond Green. Because I think, especially for Steph, when he starts to get gets hot, mm-hmm. double and triple teams come. Mm-hmm. The only thing that he can do to get out of those double and triple teams is get the ball out of his hand mm-hmm. and let somebody else make a decision and allow him to kind of run off the ball, utilize screens, mm-hmm. back picks, and all that good stuff. Kevin Durant, less, less, he, less relying on that right. in the sense because of his height and his ability mm-hmm. to get out of that. He's able to, hey, see over the top of most double teams, even if they do Got come it. and whatnot. I just feel like we really haven't appreciated <coughs> Draymond Green's contribution and really haven't appreciated the Ron greatness, James. the greatness of uh, of Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think it also, like you alluded to, it lends to the story of LeBron James and what he's been able to do by himself or, or, um, yeah. That, it, that, that, to me, that is the, the difference and a major difference why I have LeBron better than Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant's a much better offensive player. Mm-hmm. But to me, Kevin, LeBron James is a way better player. Not in a bad way. And I hate doing this because comparing is going to make me knock one. Mm-hmm. Leadership's a lot to me. Yeah. To me, Steph Curry is the what? Best point guard in the game? Huh? But Steph Curry is the worst point guard in the game when you watch him play. It's, it's so weird to see it. You want the ball in Draymond's hands all the time, not some of the time. You want it all the time. His decision making are he should if you allow Steph to do what he does without Draymond, he'll average around six turnovers a game. So everything that you're you receive with Russ, Steph just makes bad decisions at the point. He doesn't need the ball in his hand. But Steph is the best point guard in the game. Hmm. Chris Paul wouldn't do that. Ja doesn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> these people who are actually point guards and run a team, I mean, that's not Steph's not to say he couldn't do it. Not to say Kevin couldn't do it either. But they don't do it. Mm-hmm. But, and that's the reason why I'm saying, like, Draymond, and we argue this already, he has to be reassessed. He, he has to be. You're not getting the optimum Steph and optimum Clay. Even look at Clay. Clay's terrible when, when Steph has to run the point. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, these guys aren't their optimum beings unless you have Draymond Green. And I think it's 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 hurting, definitely hurting Clay. Yeah, and it's hurting Steph's numbers as well too. Hmm. So it's a, it's an interesting paradigm. I was looking at. It, I said, "Wow, these guys can't run a team." Um, <laughs> we talked about Brooklyn. Uh, I I want to get because <laughs> you, you know I have to do it. I saw a game the other night. I, I believe it was, I want to say Friday night. New York Knicks versus the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Oh, New York fans. I, I, I just, that game was perfect, Hill. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I know, I know for a fact that they had the floats right on Broadway. Mm-hmm. They were about to sit them right down. Mm-hmm. 
And then my man Cam Johnson. Bank shot, three point, take us home. Romano can't get ejected there. Burks, you got to make the free throw. It's it's classic. Everything is needed for that <laughs> loss. Yeah, no classic no. Knicks. Everybody contributes. Absolutely, everybody gives them. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, I, I, I had to bring that up. I'm sorry. That mm-hmm. that was from my man Kyle. I, I know he wanted us to talk about that, but in all seriousness, is there a way out for the Knicks as far as hey, out of this? situation that they gotten themselves into because it seems like the player that you kind of dying to say hey you're going to be part of the process to take us there he's not the player that you thought he was um the coach that you thought would set you up to take you there now it seems like that coach has lost the locker room and lost its players the okay. ear of his players there are rumors that zion possibly wants to be in new york is there an easy path for the Knicks to, you know, find relevancy again, you know, be relevant again? Because I think the NBA is better when the Knicks are relevant, you know, but the pathway to that relevancy seems really obscure right now. I'll give you a deal right now. Tell me if you want. Mm. Manuel Quigley, uh, Julius Randle, mm. Cam Reddish. Mm. Three number ones. Three number ones. No. For Donovan Mitchell. Oh, hell no. I, I no. And then I don't, I don't, I don't know what you can I, do then. I, 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 don't, I don't know what you can do. Let me ask the Kings, Ransom. Yeah, it, 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 it and yeah. they're going to be bad, and you're going to get great picks. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you can do then. Because if I'm Utah, no, right. I mean, it's a king's ransom. What's three still? number ones? I, 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 I mean, that could be in a Memphis. That could. I mean, three number ones is amazing. It, it could be anything. It could be anything. But I know what I have in Utah, and Donovan Mitchell. Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, that that I, that I, those I, are the steps that that to me you would be taken. I mean, there, there's no. You need something that's. Culture, cha- culture changing. Like, if you told me that for Zion, uh, I can see that happening more, more so than Donovan Mitchell. Like, because I think you have to have, for New York, they have to have a player that wants to leave their situation. I don't think Donovan Mitchell wants to leave his situation. I mean, I, not a fan of Gobert, Utah. He'd be coming home to New York. I mean, you never know. Oh, yeah, and, and, and I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I, I like I said, I, I find it more plausible for like a team like New Orleans to look at that deal because of their their relationship with Zion right now. That's too much. Way too much for Zion. It's way too much. You're giving away too much for Zion. I I think <laughs> for New York, you had to find a, a team like New Orleans with a player like Zion who wants to leave and a team like New Orleans that says, hey, I, I'm reading the right and order wall and let me get a King's right. So, and they've been there You're before. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get Three number ones and three players. If you no. give that for, for Donovan Mitchell, I, I would assume Mitchell that he, is better than Zion. 
But I, I think Zion will, will get more tickets sold, to be honest. And you're still not doing you're not you're not you're not it is no way you're doing that. No way. I don't know. No Dolan. Way. I mean I, I've heard crazier things. Then get it that. done. <laughs> then, then get it done. If that's the case. That's three hundred pounds, close to four. I mean, I don't know. Hey, and, and if I'm the Knicks, I'm thinking that hey, He's 300 pounds because he's miserable. Oh, yeah. And you he know, is, sure. And you know what? We can make him feel better. Come on. Come to MSG. And, and he'll feel better. And he'll he'll get back down to 280, 260. I mean, Knicks need a point guard. Knicks need two guard. Knicks need, Knicks need everything. And you got to get rid of the coach, too, because you need someone who right now is Player friendly. Mm. And let these kids go. You see Memphis? You think of Mark Jackson to work for them? Player friendly. I don't I don't know if he is. Mark Jackson's still old school. Mm. We need someone to allow Ja to be Ja. You know what I mean? Allow Mitchell to be Mitchell. Quinn has his X's and O's. Mm-hmm. But he knows like I have to give the helm to this extension to me. You know what I mean? So and, and allowing that. It's not Thibodeau. Mark is, 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 is rigid. And it'll be a second time, so he wouldn't want to mess it up. You know, mess it up. So, I mean, I don't know. And speaking of coaching changes, do you think it's time for the Lakers to um, look at a coaching change? <sighs> nah, I don't. I don't. I, 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 I really don't. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a Vogel guy. I think they have major issues on defense. So the simple fact of, and now, now, now I contradict myself. They stink on defense. So just by that, if you can tell me you're going to can them, sure. Okay, because that's your, your, yeah, your strong point. I don't think he has the the dogs to run the race, though. You know what I mean, like you still need dogs to to, to actually do it. Like you have Carmelo. No matter what you do, he's not going to play defense well. You know what I'm saying? You have Westbrook. He's not going to play defense. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying like these guys should be playing hard. It's not going to matter with the personnel that they have. I'm of the thought that at this stage in LeBron's career and with the team that you have, a coach has to coach. And I, I think too many coaches for LeBron have been content with, okay, LeBron, you're starting. And that's the extent of the game plan, you know, especially on the offensive side, I mm-hmm. would say. I need to see him start asking them to run some plays. Because too often, they're not running plays. Mm-hmm. They're just, all right, LeBron, figure out something. And guys try to move around. You know, I don't see any type of player movement, any type of player action. It's just, and I think you need a coach that's willing to stand up to LeBron and say, hey, dude, you're out there with the ball, run a play. And here's the name of the play. He's the only megastar. I think he's never had a coach that had a, has held him accountable. I, yeah. I mean, I think he's the only one I can think in time and, and never had it. I think the one time he had it was in Miami. 
You mean when he pushed Spolster? Yeah, because uh, I mean, Spolster didn't leave. And because you got rally, but I mean, coach, like you need like a Phil Jackson, put, you know what I'm saying? Like putting them, like have that authoritarian type feel, like Kobe sit down and then Kobe sulk and then they go back and forth. Like, I like that. Like, he showed, like, I, it's, it's just my team. Mm-hmm. Kobe's going to be Kobe. He took barbs at him. He established dominance. Mm-hmm. No one has ever, ever done that. I with Bron, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it got sickening at times with Phil, like, in, in Kobe. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're like, okay, Phil. Right. Let, let's, let's relax. Like, you're taking shots at the kid now. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. But he was establishing dominance. This is my team. I know who the kid is. He's going to run L.A. In the end of my tenure, this city is his. Even still, Phil ran the Lakers. And to, to be fair, and reason why I brought up Spolcher, uh, and I believe, I want to say Kendrick Perkins talked about it. About It's it like, hey, when they were in Miami and had that issue, hey, Spolcher brought LeBron in. And basically had it talk down like, hey, this can't happen. You know me, hey, I'm coaching the team. And if that's an issue, you know I mean? Hey, we need to hash it out right here, right now. When he pushed it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why I put Spolster's name up on that. Because, hey, the push was public. Yeah. And there was, there was cameras out there. Mm-hmm. But Spolster decided to do him like a grown man and said, Come here. Let me have this conversation with you in private. Mm-hmm. I think that Spolstra, if anybody, would be the exception to your rule as far as, hey, has anybody challenged LeBron? And, you know, hey, push back on it. I think Spolstra is probably the only exception. And I think that's part of the reason why, hey, he didn't stay in Miami um, at the end of the day. It is like, hey, um, I'm not the kingfish here. Mm-hmm. I'm not the king dog. And Riley's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Allow that to be changed. Because mm-hmm. he wanted to change coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and let me go to a pond where I could be the kingfish mm-hmm. and I make all the calls. I think at this point with this team, he doesn't need that type of coach. I think that type of coach, as far as who acquiesces to LeBron, is going to feel in this type of situation mm-hmm. where hey you don't have necessarily all the talent that you need and you need to be able to manipulate the talent that you do have to be successful mm-hmm. and it's like and the only way for a coach to manipulate the game is through plays running plays hey designing plays and if you have players that aren't even willing to run the plays mm-hmm. it's a failing situation and that's part of the reason why I, I wouldn't be upset if they fired Vogel. I think at this point, hey, especially with a championship underneath your belt, you have to you have to be able to push the limit and push your leverage. Hey, you're a championship coach. You coach one of LeBron's champions. You should be able to come to him and say, hey, listen, we would be 100% better if we ran someplace. Especially, I'm designing a play for Russell to attack the basket. You know, I know they're talking about possibly benching Russell Westbrook at this point. Yeah, that's what management went. And Vogel was against it. And that's what I don't understand. Like, hey, if you're against benching Russell Westbrook, 
Make LeBron run a play. Like, uh, come I, on. I, but I don't know how you do that. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I literally don't know how you, I mean, you call up a play and he audibles. People are going to take LeBron's decision over Vogel's. Yeah. He can do that. And he has done it. Yeah. 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 That's what. MVP race. Right. I know you still got LeBron yeah, in, in the absolutely. MVP race. I got my man John Morant leading the MVP race right now. Okay, um, okay. I think he is the last MVP candidate to to throw down a significant gauntlet as far as, hey, this is what I'm about this season mm-hmm. with his 52-point performance against, I, I believe it was the Trailblazers or OKC. One of those two mm-hmm. games. And he set a Memphis Grizzlies uh, career points scoring uh, record. I mean, we were, they yeah, some people question whether this guy was an all star, but we'll skip that. We're not even going to acknowledge that part. You know, P, I'm not even going to talk about that because we know P is a good guy, but he could be wrong sometimes, and that's all right. We forgive you. Yeah, we argue. I said, I said the king. Even still, he should be up in there. Even him being a playing game is enough for me to have the king. King is what, second in scoring? Yes. And that team is putrid? Yes. Playing game's good enough for me. I got him in there top five. I'm not taking him out. Yeah, yeah. I'm in there. I forgive you. Yeah, that's you know, cool. It's, it's all right, you know. Um, but I, I don't have LeBron James anywhere near the MVP race. My top... <laughs> I have it uh, John Morant right now leading the MVP race okay. followed by DeMar DeRozan Joel Embiid DeMar should be out of there soon okay uh, I'll give mm-hmm. you that uh, Joel Embiid and then I have Giannis mm-hmm. and then if Lucas? I if I have anybody in the fifth spot Lucas you know me better than that Joker Oh, okay. Luca, why is everybody talking Luca all of a sudden? He had one good game because it's Golden State, <laughs> Lakers. Yeah, do it during the playoffs, Luca. Yeah, like that's at this point with Luca, I, 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 okay, you're Peyton Manning before he won the championship. Well, MVP's a regular season one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you want him doing the playoffs has nothing to do with this. Okay, but even with regular season, he hasn't done enough to, to stop me from looking from John Morant, Joel Embiid, and, no. and, and, and uh, DeMar DeRozan. Like, a, he has to get past Giannis. Let's get yeah. past him first. Like, yeah. And Giannis is on my outside looking in. Shouldn't be. But he's, okay. he's the fourth guy. Like, my top three are, are like, hey, these are the guys most likely to win. Mm-hmm. You'll interchange Giannis and DeRozan, trust me. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Like you said, regular season. And this regular season, he'll catch him up, up to him. Uh-uh-uh. So, who's your top three? Uh, top three. I have... <sighs> I still have Giannis in there. I still have Ja. That was really Ja. Yeah. And I have Joel Embiid. Wow. 
You you really don't like DeRozan, huh? No, no, <laughs> no, no, I don't. It kind of kind of hurt your heart the, the last week when he's we having, had to pick him up, huh? Now he's having a heck of a, a heck of a season. Now I wish the Lakers had picked him oh, up. Sh- say it again. Knicks yeah. feel the same way too. But listen, I mean, Demar, he's top five, having top five MVP mentioned. What's on your radar, man? Ah. Batman. Batman and not to be redundant. Bel Air. Okay. Okay. I just wish I was able to get the whole season quickly. Like it really has me. How many episodes have you? I'm caught up. Okay. Yeah, I'm caught up. (laughs) I'm caught up. Yeah, I'm caught up. You super did. Yeah, I'm super (laughs) dead. I I like I like the show, bro. Okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. check it out. I gotta check it out. On, on my radar, hey, March Madness coming mm-hmm. up. Might want to check out that Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a super big fan of Robert Patterson. Not me either. And, and uh, his Batman looks real stiff to me. Yo. I didn't like Ben. Listen, I'm not a fan of Ben Affleck, and Affleck was okay. Give it a shot. Let's just wait. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the only reason why I'm really even contemplating it being on my radar is Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Big fan. Uh, um, cat, the trailers that I saw with her Catwoman tees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. This isn't Nolan though, right? Is this Nolan? No. Okay. No. Um, but they're, they're pretty much using... Some of the same source material that Nolan used for his trilogy of okay. Batman, and it seems like everybody's, and that's part of the reason why I'm I'm on the fence about this Batman mm-hmm. thing is they're pulling from the same stories since Nolan to to this one. It seems like every Batman movie has had the same comic books that they're pulling from, like okay. hey Mark Miller's Batman right. run and stuff like that. So it's just. <sighs> Lazy? Yeah. I want <clears throat> DC and Marvel to start thinking about creating new stories. Right. You know, instead of just pulling from the comic books. Because more time more times, nine times likely out of ten, they mess it up. Mm-hmm. And they don't give us exactly what we want. Even when they do it well. Mm-hmm. But hey, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be there. Alright. Any last words? Um, I would say take your zinc and your vitamin C for one. <laughs> People, there's a season to be getting sick out there. Yeah, man. Um, for the guys, good to see you. And once again, happy birthday. He come back soon. Yes, sir. And um, March Madness. Yeah, can't wait. The, the, those days. Listen, Thursday and Friday. It's like euphoria. Yeah. Hey, it's going to be a good run this year. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about. Coach, Coach K, K. Coach had K. his last game last night. Well, last game versus UNC. Last game last night. Regular season game. Regular season. He's, he, he won't be coaching at Cameron Indoor Arena right. where they played. That was his last game. Okay. And I felt real. I felt really good about him getting smoked by uh-huh. North Carolina. 
I full disclosure to the show, I am not a Coach K fan. And Roy, I, Roy can never win the big ones. Yeah. And I respect Coach K. Right. But I ran with the Rebels first. And when I wasn't running with the Rebels, I was hanging with the Wolverines. Mm. And it's not even Roy anymore, is it? Which coach? Is Huber Davis? Yeah, Huber Davis at UNC. Right. But you couldn't ask a Fab Five running Rebel fan for anything better than to see Coach K lose his. back on his last. When everyone's there. Yeah. With all his Christian Leitner. I saw Grant Hill. Mm-hmm. All of them were there. Elton Brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was beautiful, Hill. It's beautiful. And just to see the misery on Duke fans' faces as Coach K lost his last one, beautiful, beautiful. Like I said, I respect the coach. He had a hell of a career. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot. Shouldn't even be a question. You should just give him the plaque and put it in. Shouldn't have to put it up for a vote. But I'm not a fan. I agree with you there. <laughs> so I, agree with you there. I, I was really happy last night. <laughs> it was just like the Knicks losing to the. It was like a perfect storm of events for me this weekend. It's like, hey, the Angels knew what I wanted to see. It gave it to me. Like I thought the Knicks might have won, and then right when you thought they had it, they found a way to lose. Just like the Knicks, I know. Well people it's been real p we'll welcome you back in the next show hit us up on social media instagram facebook twitter or email us directly at we need a fifth at gmail.com anything thanks later well that's gonna be it for today's show don't forget to email us at we need a fifth at gmail.com also hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to help us share the experience. It's We Need a Fifth signing out. Peace.